I'm Jake. I'm John. What were we talking about? Shit, shit. You'll have to excuse uh, both of us today. My voice is a little rough. I was up all night coughing, and I've been kind of battling a cold. John's been up since 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so we're not at our fucking peak. Um, I got uh, a second wind. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah! <laughs> so uh, here towards the end of the episode, we'll probably start dragging and rambling and not making a whole lot of sense. So bear with us and have a good old laugh at us. Um, uh John, how you been doing though? Otherwise, pretty, pretty good. No complaints. Work's been, nah. it's getting better because like all the holiday stuff's done. But all the holiday stuff going on. Oh, the hell is this? The holiday stuff though. The holiday stuff though. <laughs> um, have you been? Yeah, well, like sick. I said, I say other than that, I mean, other than being sick, it's not too awful bad. Tired a lot lately. Yeah, I don't sleep a whole hell of a lot anymore. But uh, that's just part of me every i go through phases where i don't sleep very much like i didn't go to bed i didn't actually go to bed like it was like 9 30 10 yeah. o'clock this morning i saw that on facebook. As i put that on facebook i was kind of pissy about it and laid down to go to sleep a couple hours later i get a text from uh, andy which is my boss at o'reilly's uh he's like i saw your thing on facebook he said don't come in until 3 30 so i got to sleep in a little bit and they called me about three o'clock there at 2 30 though because um Somebody was supposed to come in there and didn't come in, so I was like, "I was like, ah, that's, I'll just get dressed and come in. It's fine." So I went in and worked uh, a little early. So, um, I also like to give a shout out to our homeboy. You've met him before, Joseph. Yay, Joseph! Joseph and his wife gave birth to their uh, baby. Uh, shit, I forgot the baby's name. Minerva. Minerva. Mina. We just call her Mina. Yeah, Mina. Uh, uh, baby, baby Mina. There, there's more names. Uh, yeah, she, she's got four names. Uh, I, uh, yeah, she's got four names, but um, she's like 21 inches long and 21 inches. Don't sound right. 22. Yeah, 22. About 22 inches long and eight pounds and some odd ounces. Pretty sure it's 22. Um, beautiful little girl. Uh, uh, so. Massive props to them, and uh, and uh, can't wait to meet them, meet her. Minerva Opal Lunel Lisby, or Mina, or Mina. Eight Mina. pounds, fourteen ounces, twenty-two inches long. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All the children have four names, uh, so it's not an unusual thing no. for it's, them. And it's fun. I love their I love their names. Uh, they are pretty fun, but uh, Mina's really fun to say. So I love Minerva. I think Whenever that's when awesome. she when she brought up initially, she brought up Minerva, and I like instantly shot it down. Really? Uh, yeah, I was like, that name sucks. As soon as I saw it on Facebook, I was like, I love it. Um, I but love it, whenever she put Mina, I'm like, ah, I do like Mina. That's fun. I like that a lot. Um, and, I mean, initially, I didn't like the name Evelyn either. Again, it's not up to me. It's not my fucking kid. Um, but uh, they usually, like, they talk about their names. And, you know, usually I'll, I'll poke fun at them or something like that. But um, Evelyn, I wasn't a huge fan of until... Evie was born, and I was like, I was like, Evelyn, that's a really nice name. I do actually like that. Uh, Minerva grew on me a little bit, uh, but I like Mina. It makes sense for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, congratulations to them. Congratulations. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I cannot wait to meet her. So, um, 
Let's jump on into the news and get this episode over with. Let's do it. <laughs> not like it's a chore. <laughs> yeah, not like it's a chore. Today kind of feels like one almost, right? but uh, but we'll do it. We'll, we'll we'll get through it, John. We'll get through it. We will. Uh, Marvel TV, Cloak and Dagger, the upcoming Freeform show, will supposedly begin shooting in February in New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Well, you know where I worked at Applebee's? We had the New Orleans skillet. Yeah. Uh, they wanted us to call the Nolans. The Nolans. Nolans skillet. Nolans skillet. And I was, and it, we had like a meeting about it and shit. And I was like, I told them, I was like, I'm not calling it that. That's such They're like, that's what it is. I'm like, no, that's not what it is. Specific meeting. Yeah. Listen, I, we need you to pronounce a word a certain way. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And they're like, but that's what I'm like. I, you, I'll, okay, I'll tell you, I'm gonna do it. But I'm telling you, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'll do it, but I won't. <laughs> it's like the same thing they had. They wanted us to tell like, each customer, "We'll see you tomorrow." I'm like, that sounds fucking crazy. That's psychotic. And I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Cloak and Dagger, which will be a freeform show, so it's most likely gonna suck nutsacks. Yeah, unfortunately, I like Cloak and Dagger too, so hopefully they do something right. With yeah, it. Oh, I will say though, I mean, uh, Michelle watches, uh, watched when it was on uh, Melissa and Joey. Uh, she watches Young and Hungry and Baby Daddy. I think is the other one. I watched all three shows. They're fine. They're passable. They're harmless shows. Uh, some of it can be actually pretty funny, but generally, yeah, it's kind of meh. But uh, I mean, all in all, they're not awful shows. But the rest of their shows are god awful that yeah. I've that I've seen. So I don't have super high hopes for it. But we'll see. Uh, speaking of uh, new uh, new shows coming uh, to TV, man, you're out of it. <laughs> <laughs> the Runaways. Uh, this will also supposedly begin shooting next month in Los Angeles. So some busy, uh, busy cities. Well, some busy cities. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess that's the one with uh, I think Scroll Girl is going to be yeah, in it. And Scroll Girl, I think is that one's going to be for Hulu. Horror, I think. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that's exciting. Uh, that one will be, I imagine, will probably be pretty good. Yeah, um, looks like uh, Inhumans will also start production in March. Yes, which uh, will be interesting. I, I like. I mean, I don't. I'm not huge on humans, but I, I like Black Bolt. And, uh, blanking the other names the other ones yes black bolt and then the rest of the group and the rest like i know some of them from the comic books but i don't think they're gonna do most of those those are like they're doing it there was a list release released yeah. of i think they're uh, gonna characters. do the originals yeah so some of the newer ones are probably not gonna mess with no them. um and I, I was thinking it was weird, like March. It seems like an awful tight schedule, but I forgot it's a TV show. I, I keep forgetting that because I remember Inhumans was supposed to be part of Phase Three, oh, yeah, actually. Three. Um, but yes, yeah, so like one of the TV last show. movies in three, and then they were like, yeah, was, yeah TV. Mm, yeah, all right. Which I understand. I mean, yeah, I mean, I who, don't. Who really knows the Inhumans other than who knew specific? the Guardians of the Galaxy? I know. That's what I'm saying. It could have worked as a movie. I think so too. But I think it'll work as a, a TV show as well. So. Um, there's going to be a new X-Men drama. A pilot order is expected any day now, and the series will focus on two ordinary parents who discover their children possess mutant powers. Uh, forced to go on the run from a hostile government, the family joins up with an underground network of mutants and must fight for survival. Uh, and it will also exist in the movie universe, uh, and, uh, will utilize some of the familiar faces from the movies. That's cool. So they're like uh, guest spots. Yeah. So they didn't say who exactly. I mean, I, I am positive we're not going to see James McAvoy or. Right. It'll probably be the lesser of the main cast. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably. Hey, see... Maybe we'll see Jubilee. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Yay, fire. I mean, there's a chance we could probably She'll see She's just going to walk in like, look at me. Boom, 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 boom. like, all right. Okay, calm down. Jeez. I mean, uh, we won't see Jennifer Lawrence, Michael Fassbender, or uh, James McAvoy. But, I mean, there's also a chance we could see Storm, Cyclops. Because they're, they're younger actors who aren't well-known. So, it do, doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it's possible we could even see, um, yeah, I just want to call her Sansa Stark. But oh, Jean Grey. Yeah. I mean, she's big. Because of Game of Thrones, but still younger actor. She, yeah. she has more potential to be on a TV show like that. Isn't it weird to think, like, there's actors that we know just won't show up on TV? Yeah. It, it, I think it seems weird. Like, you would think they would include that in their contracts, but Fox has never been the smartest group of people. Yeah. Because, like, Sam, Sam Jackson was uh, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like twice. Uh, Mar- mean, Agent Maria. Maria? Maria. Uh, she was on there. Uh, yeah, she was on there a couple times. Yep. Sif was on there a couple times. Yep. I just don't understand why. Like, <clears throat> yeah, technically, you go to TV shows, you're probably not going to make as much money, but you're playing that character. Yeah, you're. you're and it, all it does is lead towards more money for the movies. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Not my. I don't know. Whatever. I guess. Not my thing. Um, first official images have been released for the Defenders uh, via <coughs> Week- Entertainment Weekly. So. I haven't seen that picture yet, actually. There's a bunch of pictures, actually. I haven't seen any of those pictures yet, actually. It's actually, yeah, it's, uh, it shows each of the characters by themselves in some sort of set piece. Uh, it looks like uh, Luke Cage is in jail. Um, Iron Fist is by a helicopter. Just chilling. Just That's what he chilling. does. He's just chill. He's yeah. finding his zen. Um, but it mostly it looks like oh. promo shots. Oh, oh mom, bro. Uh, but it's a bunch of promo shots. And then there's finally one of uh, Sigourney Weaver. Um, and for anybody expecting like some sort of massive reveal as to who the villain is with that picture, it looks like Sigourney Weaver. So it's not really, uh, it's no, like nice. made no prosthetics, no CG effects at it. So just her, just her sitting there being all fucking sexy. Mm-hmm. I think she's hot, dude. She is. I still think so, man. I agree. Um, uh, into the movie universe. Uh, the X universe. James McAvoy says that he will return as Charles Xavier if Fox offers him a really good part. Really good part. Yeah. Not necessarily money. Good part. part. Which I think also translates to money. Well, part of it, sure. But, but, I, but do, I think I, really, like, if they offer him, like, hey, you're going to be a, a, a good portion of this show, like, you're going to be doing a good, like, fun portion of it. Yeah. Something interesting. Money becomes less of an issue, I think. Yeah. For any, like, most good actors, like most actors that really care about what they do. Yeah. Um, they're going to care more about what they get to do. People like Jessica Alba, who's just out for a paycheck now, especially. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, uh, Xavier is also expected to return in Josh Boone's New Mutants movie. Oh, cool. Uh, there are two separate X Men films in, uh, listed in the production weekly. Uh, one is uh, the New Mutants, and the other one is called X Men Supernova. So well, I could see Supernova being the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah. So I I, I could see where maybe they use the name Supernova, or it could just be a, a placeholder. Could be placeholder, probably. Yeah. Honestly, of course. I mean, switch. Apocalypse was I think meant to be a placeholder at the time, and then it just ended up being. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, uh, no details were given on on what the movies will be about or anything like that. So, we'll just have to wait and see for right now. It's just a title, but it does look like both will be going into production sometime in the near future. Cool. 
Uh, looks like Deadpool has received a nomination for the Producers Guild of America's Best Picture of 2016. Uh, what's interesting is that these nominations are usually a good indicator of what movies will be nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. So maybe Deadpool. <laughs> I can't even say it. Deadpool could get nominated for an Academy Award. It's going to be so weird. If it happens, and it, you, you know, if he if he gets nominated, Ryan Reynolds will dress up like Deadpool and walk out on stage to accept it, even if he loses. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's exciting. Now, um, how many movies are nominated for every year? Do you know? Uh, nine. Is it nine? I believe it's nine. Eight I, or nine. I think it's eight or nine because I know when AMC does their like all the Academy Award winning movies. Yeah, all weekend they do that. It's like I think it's like eight films. So maybe it's eight. I mean, and the the list that they had from the uh, producers guild is, um, I mean, not a big list. Yeah. And Deadpool's among it. So I mean, I, I don't know. Do we live in the universe where Deadpool be nominated for a best picture? I doubt it, dude. I doubt it, but it'd be cool. Because <laughs> in all honesty, like if that's nominated for best picture, but like Civil War isn't. Yeah. That seems odd to me. Seems weird. But. If it's nominated, I will be giddy as fuck. If it gets nominated, it won't win. No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, let's just get that. Nomination, specific. though. Nomination is more likely. Oh, my gosh. I did the Deadpool face. Could you imagine? He knows, like, he, he Ryan Reynolds is going to know if he gets nominated. for Like, if the movie gets nominated, he's not going to, like, they're not going to win. Right. So what if he dresses up, like, they let Deadpool do the award, like, announcement. <laughs> he comes good. out and reads it it's like uh and the winner is not deadpool shocker <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be awesome i know right uh, they could do so much cool stuff with that that'd be fantastic they probably won't no they probably won't yeah um uh does also look like uh, colossus and negasonic teenage warhead will appear in the sequel to deadpool Hooray. I'm actually excited about that. I like to. I like when I, I like this take on Colossus. I actually I think too. he was the best version of the character. Um, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead was fucking fantastic. She was awesome. Uh, she did a very good job. Yeah, she's easily one of the best parts of that movie. Um, Captain America. The name I wasn't expecting to see today. No, nah. it sounds like Marvel has possibly spoke to Frank Grillo about a potential return as Crossbones. But the actor is not interested because there's nowhere for it to go. I got to side with the actor here. Yeah, he died. Yeah. There's unless I mean they've got to come up with which is which a lot of people are interpreting what he said as him being sort of bitter that they killed off the character that they that he feels like it was wasted. And that to me like I love Civil War. I really thought Crossbones was going to be a big part of it. Yeah, the worst part I thought that was the worst part of the movie is that they wasted a perfectly good villain. good villain and on top of that they made toys and pops for him yeah he wasn't in the movie more than 10 minutes in the uh like they did with baron von S baron strucker mm -hmm. in uh age of ultron yeah wasted the character yep. man it just it, it irritates me there's no sense in it i know it's it's like they were like well we need a, we need a big villain to start the movie and so they went with the Crossbones, which is cool that they think he's a big enough villain to kick off the movie, but they killed him. Yeah. He couldn't just get captured or... Because he could, he could have been like... The... But like somebody said, they, we haven't seen... They didn't see a body. And they never they never say they recovered a body. Yeah. I'm like, he was just engulfed in flames. 
I don't know, man. It was a so huge now waste. Now he looks like Deadpool. Yeah. I don't know. Like to me, I really thought they were going to go the route more of the comic books where you get to see Crossbones kill some people. Yeah. Because I mean, he pretty badass character. Yeah. And they just kind of threw him under. Like, okay, thanks. <laughs> it was yeah. I, I, that was a. Uh, that one bothered me a lot more with Civil War. I thought, I don't know, because yeah. when I like Frank Grillo, he's a hell of an actor. Yeah, um, just seemed to like throw him under the bus, and it was just like, "Hey, you're done, bye." Yeah, so maybe he's Here's just maybe it's not so much he's not interested because there's nowhere to go, but maybe it's he's not interested because they kind of fucked him. So, I don't know. Uh, there's a whole list of actors coming back for Infinity War, though. Yeah, huh? a lot. We got uh, Brie Larson coming coming in as Captain Marvel. Liv Tyler will reprise her role as Betty Ross. Uh, Karen Gillan will uh, come back as Nebula. Zoe Saldana Saldana's uh, Gamora and Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Uh, honestly, though, I mean, except for Liv Tyler, Liv Tyler's a surprise here. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that character to show up because I thought it was just understood that that it was connected to the universe. Yeah. Um. But they're just more or less gonna ignore those movie that movie. Not like and see a lot of people say that was one of the worst movies in the in the MCU. I didn't think so. I enjoyed the movie. We should probably say what the title of the movie is for people that don't know hundred percent. Well, yeah, I guess so. Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I didn't think about that because in my head, like Liv Tyler, Betty Ross, all. We're weird though. We know actors in movies and such. A lot That's of people true. don't recognize actors. So in the second film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, no, yeah, yeah second, second film in the Marvel Cinematic film. Universe was Incredible Hulk, which starred at the time Edward Norton as uh, Bruce Banner yeah. slash Incredible Hulk, right? Uh, Liv Tyler as uh, Betty Ross, and then uh, William Hurt as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Uh, so and then they never made a solo movie again. Uh, in part because Universal owns the rights to the next. In part because they can't. <laughs> yeah. So they included him. And there was some sort of nonsense between Marvel and Edward Norton. Uh, he feels that he was slighted by Marvel because he signed on to the movies uh, under, in the impression that he will have a writing credit and he'll be able to rewrite the movie. Uh, any of the movies he's in as he sees fit. And he rewrote a bunch of shit for uh, Incredible Hulk. And every single one of those scenes they shot and did were on the cutting room floor. Uh, he was not happy. He was not a happy camper. So, And he also made it sound like he felt like he would be the biggest star on the Avengers and should get paid the most. I'm like, I'm sorry. Robert Downey Jr. is in there, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's not as bad as it sounds. He is if one, he was a better if he was a different character. I almost said better. He's not like he's a bad character, but like if he was a different character, maybe because sorry, Hulk's always taking a backseat to a lot of the characters because yeah, until Planet Hulk storyline happens, he's boring. Like he's fun, yeah, but, but he general, can't. But he can't talk. He can't have. He can't have storylines. He can't have but dialogue while he's the monster. Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner can. He's interesting. That's what. Um, that's the fun part. Yeah, if, if yeah, if Edward Norton had been cast as a different character altogether, maybe. Even then, no, I would say probably not. But still, Robert Downey Jr. was the bigger star, and I think all of them, you know, Thor, Captain America, 
Iron Man were all in the foreground with Hulk. Yeah. Almost in the foreground. <coughs> Excuse me. You're excused. Um, so I, I think his arrogance kind of got the best of him. Yeah. And like it. it didn't sound like anybody on the set either didn't want to work with him either. So it all worked out for the better whenever they got uh, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, and I honestly, I think Mark Ruffalo, I can't imagine anybody else playing it. Yeah. And I loved Edward Norton's Bruce Banner. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I but, thought he did a really good job. But, man, Edward Norton, or um, that movie, Mark Ruffalo. honestly just. I mean, it was, it, it wasn't stellar. No, but it, I mean, it was, it was a decent flick. It was fine. For what it was, but. It wasn't, I guess, I guess really, if you, I was going to say, if, if you're going to say, yeah, I guess maybe it is, quote unquote, the worst, one of the worst in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I mean. There's not really that many bad ones in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, so it's kind of hard to say. You know, when you say the worst, automatically you assume you think you, your mind goes to like Green Lantern or Fantastic Four, you know, stuff like that that are really bad movies. So you're thinking people are comparing them. Yeah, and, and maybe that's not the case. Um, but I've always liked that movie. I always had a lot of love for that movie. Um, but especially uh, after what Ang Lee did do it. Oh fuck! <laughs> God, what a monster he was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, um, yeah, it yeah, was, it was, <laughs> so that, you know, uh, that's what we were talking about with Liv Tyler. Cause I, I feel like a lot of people get lost at that point. Yeah. Because, Cause we didn't say the name of a movie. Like the other ones are, are big enough characters that we've seen recently that we probably yeah. haven't seen that character in a while. And a lot of people probably just don't know who she is. Um, but yeah, so yeah. It, it, and yeah, so it's kind of cool. Um, this is news to me. But looks like Peter Dinklage is in early talks for a role in this uh, and the untitled fourth Avengers movie. This being the first Infinity War and then the next movie as well. Yeah. So cool if we see him. I would really. Um, I think gonna, is that a short joke? Yeah. <laughs> if we it see wasn't, him. But I'll make it one. <laughs> no, I mean, just I was saying because I, I was never expecting him. Just no. he's an He was an X-Men. Yeah. I'm sure his character will not come back. But no. But I just thought since he was already in the X-Men world, maybe they wouldn't let him. But uh, There's a lot of people, uh, I was reading through the comments on there, and a couple people were saying that he was mishandled in uh, X-Men Days of Future I don't past. think they used him well. You don't? I mean, I thought... He did great for what he did. I thought he was great. Was he just not? But I feel like he could have done more. Yeah. Because like, I feel like after after the, uh, the conference, which is, to me, very shortly after he's introduced... Yeah, I guess he's you supposed really to be the main. Him. He's supposed to be the main villain of the movie. Really, and you really don't get to see him. No, the most honestly, we see Mystique as him more than we see him as him. Yeah, almost. That's true. Maybe not hundred percent, but almost. Like, um, I don't know. I just I feel like there was a lot more potential than than they showed. Uh, he did a great job. I I, I thought he was awesome. Um, he was a character well enough to where you kind of understood, but he was wrong. Right, and. and those are fun and he's a villain quote unquote, but he kind of isn't, but they just didn't get him to do anything other than, Hey, I have this idea. The end. <laughs> there was, um, something to that more to that character. I think, um, there was a scene in the movie whenever he's talking to Richard Nixon mm -hmm. and as he's sitting there, uh, uh, talking to him, the dog starts to get up and bark and then he just looks at it and the dog, and winds and sits back down. And nothing is ever brought up about again. But I always thought that scene was curious. I was like, it seems like they were going for something. Like they 
he was a mutant of some sort or I don't know. It just felt like there's something more to it and they just never explored it anymore. Maybe it was just a weird quirky scene that they put in there. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. There was something odd about it, I thought. Um, but he's a brilliant actor. He's, yeah, he's so good. Wonderful. Um, so if they put him in the MCU, holy shit, dude, that's awesome. And I, I mean, I can't even imagine who he could play. A lot of people are like Modoc. I'm like, yeah, I there's guess. There's better actors. Not better actors. There's better, better characters for him to play. Yeah, let him. I mean, Modoc's kind. Of, I mean, he's good, but he's boring. And I don't want to sound like. What, well, they're saying. I mean, you have to imagine it's probably gonna be a villain. Whoever it is. Yeah. So it's got to be whoever, like, obviously. I think we should switch sides and go to DC with him. And he can play Missile Play. <laughs> um, Typecasting his height, but hey. <laughs> fuck it. He's an imp. It works. He already knows the way. He's already known by that name. What's it matter? Um. Oh, but, uh, uh yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, you got to imagine he's going to be a villain. Yeah. Right. And it's got to be towards the end of the movie, we're introduced to him. Or sometime uh, towards the end of the movie, we're going to be introduced to him. Uh, and he'll take over and he'll be the main villain of Avengers 4. So then we're going to have several movies that lead up to. Yeah. His... We can see his plan. So it's got to be a relatively big villain. That, I mean, you got you have to follow Thanos. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know who else. I don't know be. the Marvel villains that well to like the yeah universal I, villains I really know. don't either it's it's kind of hard to to pick one but in any case he's gonna be a great addition to the show to the movies rather yeah um Ant-Man and the Wasp uh it's expected expected to start shoot, shooting in June a lot of stuff starting this year yep um it's exciting I'm excited for it I, I I've I'm gone excited. back and watched Ant-Man a couple times I enjoy that movie much more than when I first went to go yeah. see it I went to the theater to see it the day it came out and um, I was I was happy with it. It was fine, but I wasn't impressed with it really. There's parts of it that I love, and there's parts of it that I'm like, okay, like it make, it makes sense, yeah, for for the origin story and everything. Like, fine, I understand. But go um, back and watch it again. It was just, I mean, it was a lot fun. funnier than I thought. Because honestly, I remember being. the movie's very basic, formulaic for what it is. But the characters and the storyline so Rudd, well done. Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Yeah. Michael Pena really fucking drives it home. Honestly, the weakest link for me, and it wasn't bad. Was Evangeline Lilly? Yeah. Yeah. Like, she did fine. Well, you know, honestly, but, yeah, but she, she did fine, but it was her and even, um, I can't remember the dude's name, you gotta play Yellow Jacket. Was a very oh, basic yeah. villain. Yeah, it was Just, very kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, really boring. But, but they, they were the worst parts, and they were still good. Yeah. So, I mean considering yeah it's very basic very formulaic but it's still a solid movie um i liked it i'm excited for the next one absolutely see them, see them together it would be kind of fun. It's be really cool yeah i kind of i was hoping we'd see her in the uh in avengers infinity war but it makes sense for her i wanted to debut in her own movie um let's go ahead and jump ship speaking of jumping over to dc yeah uh gotham which I'm still not caught up on. You're not? No. I finally caught up on it, dude. I know you have. I'm get, I'm going to start watching it soon. It's good. I know. They really so got Joe a lot better. Too. So I, I I'm trying to. They're really going like shit. they they've they've found their hill to die on. It's they're doing villain of the week sort of mini arcs and like just going batshit insane with uh batshit uh, <laughs> uh but they're going like i mean they're going crazy with like let's just go full tilt this is a comic book show let's go nuts do it um 
New episodes will start airing January 16th, then go on a hiatus January 30th, and then return April 24th. That's a big hiatus. That's a huge hiatus, dude. So I'll tell you what. Between January 30th and April 24th, I'll get get caught caught up. up. (laughs) So, I mean, it seems almost pointless for them to even come back. And I see the smart thing with, uh, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they knew they had, like, three... You know, or they had like yeah, I guess three breaks. Yeah. Uh, and so what they ended up doing was writing three separate storylines, like they did the Ghostwriter storyline for the first part. Now, now they're doing Life Model Decoy for okay. this part, and then there's going to be a mysterious arc for the last, uh, last third of the of the uh, season. Cool. Uh, so I mean, it doesn't look like that's what Gotham is doing. Gotham is just doing. They did the first arc with basically Mad Hatter. Uh, and then now the second half of the season looks like it's probably going to be Joker, Jerome. Nice. So, uh, very cool. Uh, what, what's going on in the CW world? I was about to tell like, I was about to say, um, I'm excited that they, they all got renewed. So yeah. Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl have all been renewed for the 2017, 2018 season. So we kind of knew it would, but the biggest one was Arrow. Well, cause, yeah. Cause they kind of said if it doesn't do well. Well, they did say, I mean, there was also kind of a risk that Legends of Tomorrow wouldn't get renewed. Which, yeah. Because it's kind of struggled with ratings. Yeah, because those two were the ones I was worried about. Because Arrow, they, they came up and said, like, if it doesn't do well, we're cutting it. Because it was made as a, it was made as a uh, five-season show. Yeah. So. They kind of knew, like, this This is where the ratings start falling off. We're done. Yeah. Because four wasn't so good, rating-wise. No. Five, uh, is, five has done a lot better in ratings and in quality of show. Yeah. So. Yay! Season six. Yes. Uh, and then Legends of Tomorrow will get renewed, so that's nice. Um, Going to see more of their hijinks, which I'm excited for. You know what's funny about that show, though, is like the whole show is is a fucking paradox. Because, yeah, it's time trial. That's not what I mean by it. They are agents saving the world from time, what do they call them? Aberrations. Aberrations. But in order to fix the aberrations, they create. They always create more. Yeah. So it's just, it's a never ending process. So yeah, it's kind of silly. It's it, it, it itself kind of. And my problem with it is, is that most of the time when they try and fix an aberration, they make such a huge fucking deal about it, they get noticed. <laughs> so then it became. Uh, then they're part of history. Yeah. So it's. I mean, somebody's gonna catch on to that shit eventually. Yeah. So that's the only problem. Maybe I have that's with what's. That show, maybe that's what's gonna happen towards the end, end of the season. Maybe the people will realize that they've made such a mess doing it that. They, the whole show goes. The very last episode is them going back to 2016. And they kill Rip Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> like they go back. He's the biggest they, aberration. They kill Rip Hunter. Go back, fix the one little thing, secretively that fixes the the death and destruction from Savage, and that's it. <laughs> and they're done. They they take out the the whole um, Time Masters. And the Savage thing, and then they go back to 2016. End of, sh- end of series. That would piss so many people off. Credits. Roll credits. Um, Andrew Kreisberg uh, did state that we will likely see Black Flash appear on multiple shows this season. Uh, it is unlikely, though, that we will see Teddy Sears reprise the role. Uh, for those who don't know, at the end of season two, whenever Zoom gets beat by Flash and starts to be taken... Uh, I don't know, to hell, sure. I guess, is what was happening. Uh, Ty- Speed Force Hell. Speed Force Hell. Um, Speed Force Purgatory? I guess. But as they took him down, he looked very distinctively like 
Black Flash yeah. from the comic books. And so it was speculated that's who, who he would become. Uh, and then it was confirmed that's who he became. Uh, but they have said that they are going to bring him back this season nice. on Flash and other shows, apparently. So cool. that'd be nice. I I hope it's Teddy Sears, but I mean, ultimately, I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, essentially, it's going to have they, they have to get Tony Todd just to reprise the voice. That's really it. Yeah. Um, This one I was kind of really excited about. I am and I'm not. I squeed on the toilet <laughs> when I read it. A full squee? A squee. Wow. I wee! And then I read further into the article. I was like, oh. Yeah, I know. Eh. I did too. I saw the title of the article and I was like, ah! And then you read the article and said, <laughs> let's share with them. Let's <laughs> go and tell them about it. Uh, Constantine will return on the CW seed yeah. as an animated show. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Uh, Matt Ryan will reprise the role in six or seven 10 minute episodes. Um, while there are no current plans for the character to appear on television, CW president Mark Pedowitz said uh, that they would like to see him back as, as his first appearance at a dimension uh, to Arrow. And speaking as a fan, the uh, fourth season wasn't very good, but the best part of the fourth season was Constantine. Um, if they bring him back a couple episodes and he does well and the ratings are good for him, I hope maybe they jump him over. They'd be like, okay, obviously people like him, people want him. They could potentially for CW. They could potentially throw him into season three of Legends. Yeah, that could be fun. Um, but uh, definitely, um, it's still exciting because it means the character is still part of the universe and they're still telling his stories. Um, it gives me a reason. The CW seat is uh the CW's mobile, not really mobile app, but it's their app, their uh, streaming service. Yeah. Uh, so you can check that out. I, I would assume probably starting next year or during the summer. Yeah, because they had an animated show for Vixen. Vixen, yeah. And this is I saw an episode or two. It was fine. It was I fine. Don't care. Yeah. I'll probably watch the Constantine one just because it's Constantine. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll definitely watch that. Um, I guess the, uh, uh, also in case you guys want to watch the uh, uh, first season of uh, Constantine, it is also on the CW Seed. Yes. So if you want, I think watch, it's like thirteen episodes. Yeah. Before it got. Can't. unfairly fucking canceled yeah son of a cunt <laughs> um the there's gonna be a flash supergirl musical crossover which we've talked about a little bit a little bit we talked about a lot of yeah, it well, man. Yeah. uh it will introduce the villain music meister which we figured <laughs> according to greg berlanti uh he revealed that they're <clears throat> they are finishing writing the script there's a chance that Berlanti will try to coax Neil Patrick Harris to reprise the character he played on Batman Brave and the Bold, which would be fun. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. <clears throat> uh, for those of you who don't know, Music Meister has the ability to hypnotize people by singing. Conductor's baton shoots music sheets like lasers. So he's got a little baton that he uses. Now, my assumption is <clears throat> that that baton will not Shoot factor lasers. in. Probably not. It'll probably just be he's the singing. Pied Piper style. Well, you got to find somebody who can sing. And I mean, Neil Patrick Harris can sing. NPH can do it, but will he? That's the thing. I don't know. Is his you know britches too big for this? Speaking of NPH, yeah. Let me snick it's out right. It's getting ready to be. I think. I thought it was the thirteenth. That'd be tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. I want to watch it. I don't know how good it's gonna be. I watched the trailer. It he looks, looks. It looks like he's awful. Yeah. Because I feel like he's, he's the wrong choice for that character. He was a wrong choice. What he's. He looks too much like <clears throat> Neil Patrick Harris. Not even that. Honestly, he re- he reminds me of a, well, of the uh, Doogie Howser. Yeah, it. but it's not just that. It's um, 
you can tell it's Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. His voice sounds the same and everything. It's just not it's he's a bad choice for the and I have nothing really against MPH yeah. at all, but he's not a good choice for that. I didn't think so either. I mean he could prove me wrong, we'll watch it, maybe it'll be good, but I don't see it. Yeah, I mean the I love him, but the show's not really high on my priority list. Um but uh I'm definitely gonna I'll I'll probably give it a couple watches. I'll and, watch it. It's I mean it's on Netflix. Yeah, I guess all right. Anyways, yeah. back to the CW. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> uh, Supergirl has some news. I'll read that now. <laughs> Starting to lose it. Uh, uh, while the general consensus is that Tyler Hoechlin uh, was a wonderful Superman, there is now plans to do a series and no current plans for his return to the show. Well, I'm at, there is no plan, not now plan. Yes. I wrote now plan, I guess. Now plan. Uh, but no, uh, there is no plan to do a series of, of Superman by himself. Right? That we're saying? Right, yeah. Okay. Uh, and there's no plans for him to be back on Supergirl as Superman. Right. Okay. Seems kind of like a waste, but... It does, because he was good. I think there's more to it that they... Why they won't bring him back. <clears throat> Maybe. But in any case, I feel like they would just continue using him as a scapegoat as far as like, hey, we need an issue to be fixed. And Supergirl's having trouble with it. Bring in Superman. Yeah. And so it's work probably, together it's, to do it. So. It's honestly better not to have him on there, I think. Yeah. It wouldn't be bad to have him have his own show, but there's got to be some sort of like a legal thing or something with, you know, the movies and the show. They probably can't right. have a Superman show. Probably not. So, um, the Flash, Andrew Kreisberg revealed there will be a two-part Grodd episode in the back half of season three. Uh, on top of that, Robbie Amell will also return in season three as Ronnie Raymond. Cool. Not sure if it'll be Earth 1, Ronnie Raymond, or if it'll be Earth 3 or whatever. Earth 34 or something, you know, whatever it is. Earth 51. Earth 51. Uh, jump over to Bat or the DC film universe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. The Batman. <laughs> the Batman. Uh, according to Batman on Film, production has been pushed back. Shocker. Uh, uh, the reason for this is supposedly because Justice League is a mess. Quote unquote, a mess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Considering how they they scrambled to change the tone of the movie after uh, the less than ideal response to Batman v Superman. Um, you didn't like that? <laughs> and they also had to uh, uh, change it. They changed it from being a two-part film to a standalone film. It wouldn't be surprising, but I'm having trouble believing this only because... Um, they didn't really scramble to change the tone. They were writing the script. Yeah. Um, whenever it was Batman v Superman to come out, I guess they, they might have had a complete or almost complete. But I wouldn't say scramble. Yeah, scramble seems the wrong word. But in any case, it really wouldn't surprise me, unfortunately. Uh, ben Affleck did also confirm that he will be directing the movie. And a funny clip from uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I didn't see it. He talked about um, basically uh, that the pressure is insane for it because, like, he said, yes, I will be directing. He said, but now there's a lot of pressure. He said, because, like, 
any other movie I've directed, there's never been a whole lot of excitement for them. It's not like, you know, <laughs> where's I live by the night? You know, they're not asking. Now they're, now they're like, where's Batman? So, I mean, he has this insane yeah. level to live up to. And people are always asking questions. And he just said, it takes time. It takes time. It took him, he said, like a year to write, um, a year or two years to write Live by, Not, Live by Night. He said, so, I mean, he's going to take his time and make sure that he puts out a good movie. Good. And I'm. Uh, that's what also leads me to believe. I think it, it the production's pushed back so that way they can accommodate a good film. Yeah. This is my thing, too, is like, yeah, they've they've messed up. Mm-hmm. Here and there. So more here and there. <laughs> They've messed up. More here than there. Yeah. So so the idea that <clears throat> they're willing to push back production to fix it. I'm okay with. Everyone should be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I want it now. But I want to see it. But if it's gonna come out now and be shit, I don't want it. Absolutely not. I don't want to see it and then be pissed people, off when I leave the theater. People are too too they expect stuff too quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take time. And the more time they take, the better they make it, the better the film, the better I'll be. And so I point out in comments, like there's uh there's a still a chance it could still meet the uh, deadline of like 2018, summer 2018 uh, to put the movie out. Like, yeah, but would you want it to? Yeah. Because there's been movies, there's been particularly, particularly comic book movies that have been, had such a, uh, a short time to film. And still was managed to put out a film, but the film ended up being dog shit. Yeah. I don't want this that. is the first Batman movie we've had in a long time. I don't want them to mess it up. Yeah. Like, like legit from DC from DC. Yeah. Like you can count the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. You but... can. I personally don't. They are Batman movies, but in a different sense to me. This is the first one we've had since That's comic book like. Yeah. So, so to me, this is a big, big deal. Yeah, they absolutely. need to make sure it's right. Same thing with Wonder Woman; they need to make sure it's right. Which, by all rights, it sounds like it's sounds gotta like gotta be right. Uh, and and of course, we did find out for sure that the main villain of the movie will be Ares and Wonder Woman. Yeah, so that's exciting. That is a pretty. I mean, it really makes sense. I mean, I think we all assumed it. Yeah, especially considering World War One was playing a big part in it. Yeah. You would assume Ares is going to play a part in it. Have they casted for him yet? I don't know. Not that I know of. Interesting. Hmm. wonder who they're going to play. Put as Ares. wonder who should play Ares. Me too. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> the Green Lantern Corps movie. Hey, we know about those. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> we fan casted that shit. Yeah, we did. Um, <clears throat> looks like David Goyer, who also worked on... Um, worked on directed wrote wrote i don't remember names i think he might have directed the last one at least yeah uh but blade trilogy uh the blade trilogy sorry batman versus superman and then justin rhodes from grassroots uh will write the script and then john stewart and hal jordan will feature in lethal weapon in space yes that's how they worded it jeez I mean, that'll be fun. I'm worried because David Goyer is not a stellar writer. Yeah. He's fine. He's passable. But I mean, like, I mean, he did help have a hand in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. But it was also Chris Nolan and Jonathan Nolan. Right. Which are a little um, better, better known as. But I mean, you also see he helped write Batman v Superman and the Blade trilogy. <laughs> Blade. <laughs> um. I'm in Man of Steel. I mean, he 
He doesn't have a super awesome track record, but especially when it comes to comic book characters. So this really kind of makes me leery. To, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, it's good. better than we're expecting. Hopefully, uh, I feel like hopefully Jeff Johns will see what's going on and be able to be like, like hey, no, 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 knock that off. Listen. These characters, this is wrong. This movie has to be good. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be like the last Green Lantern movie. Because if, if Green Lantern fails again... It's over. It's fucked. Like, they're not doing anything else with it. Period. No. They'll, he'll, they'll be in Justice League and that's the end of it. Exactly. They can't... They cannot fuck it up again. Yeah. <sighs> Comics. <laughs> Comics. Comics. Um, Batman and Flash. Uh, in issues number 21 and 22... The characters will investigate the mysterious happy face blood-soaked button that Batman found in the Batcave. So this will be the first time. It'll be, it should be in about April. Yeah. Um, so this will be the first time that they actually investigate and talk about what happened in Rebirth. Right. Um, but the the exact uh, the plot of it is going to be uh, it's going to be courtesy of uh, Batman team of writers Tom King and artist Jason Fabok almost sounds like a racial slur uh, along with the Flash writer Joshua Williamson and artist Howard Porter the two greatest detectives in the DC universe unite to unravel the mystery behind a certain bloodstained smiley face button stuck in the Batcave wall. However, what begins as a simple investigation soon turns deadly when the secrets of the button prove irresistible to an unwelcome third party and is not who anyone suspects. This is a mystery woven throughout time and the countdown starts here. Here? Right here. Oh. Here. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm, 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 I've been waiting. I, I was curious how they're going to address that eventually yeah, uh, they if, knew, I mean, we knew they would but. yeah they would have to eventually but i was curious when it would start so yeah. starts here here um let's jump ship segways yeah, fuck uh, segways uh looks like let's go to star wars episode eight adam driver says that they will explore kylo ren's humanity and that a lot of questions will be explained yay uh, you know, after reading that now, I'm not sure why I wrote that down because yeah. that is the vaguest. <laughs> listen, listen, Adam Driver's character has a lot of questions. And they will be answered. They will, they will be answered. Even if he has to probe people's minds. It's like, it's like saying Adam Driver will be in episode eight. <laughs> um, Disney is currently in talks with Carrie Fisher's estate about future appearances in the franchise from the late actress. Uh, if they get the go-ahead, Carrie will join Peter Cushing as CG characters of themselves. Mm-hmm. So, because um, I heard they got actors, actors to portray the characters. So, but then with uh, with the help of prosthetics and uh, um, CG, they were able to right. So, I mean, if they give permission, that'd be cool. But I understand if they don't. Like Peter Cushing was probably a little easier to do. Because he's got a very cartoony face anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of worked in their favor. Carrie Fisher's got a not necessarily distinct face. I mean, it's it's her face, but it's nothing like... 
it's pretty average when you compare it to somebody like Peter Cushing's. Yeah. So it's going to be difficult to pull off that CG, I think. But, I mean, whatever. It's going to be, a, this is going to be a rough road for them to go down. Yeah. Um, Save your voice, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it, man. I know it. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales has its first synopsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that synopsis is, mm-hmm. The rip-roaring adventures finds down-on-his-luck Captain Jack feeling the winds of ill fortune blowing strongly his way when deadly ghost sailors, led by the terrified Captain Salazar... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no. <laughs> Captain Salazar, played by Javier Bardem, uh, escape from the Devil's Triangle, bent on killing every pirate at sea, notably Jack. Jack's only hope of survival lies in the legendary Trident of Poseidon, but to find it, he must forge an uneasy alliance with Karina Smith, played by Caius Galdelario. Smith or Smythe? Smythe? I say Smith, but Smythe maybe. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Played by Kaya Scaldelario. Scaldelario. A brilliant and beautiful astrono- uh, astronomer. Astronomer. I almost said stormtroopers. Astronomer. A brilliant and beautiful astronomer. And Henry, played by Benton Thwaites. No last name, just Henry. He's just Henry. Uh, a headstrong I young- see he's going to be important <laughs> to the movie. A headstrong young sailor in the Royal Navy at the helm of the dying gull. His pitifully small and shabby ship. That's hard to say. Uh, Captain Jack seeks not only to reverse his recent spate of ill fortune, but to save his very life from the most formidable and malicious foe he has ever, or he had foe. He never, what malicious foe. He has never faced that last bit. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a direct copy. And paste. Know, copy that's and a, paste. that is from the, we're going to uh, change it. Yeah. Uh, podcast edit malicious foe. He has ever faced. Yep. Yep. We're getting rid of the end. Yeah, uh, looks like uh, Orlando Bloom's Will Turner will be returning to hunt for the Trident of Poseidon in an attempt to rid his father of the curse of Davy Jones. So at least we'll be getting uh, uh, oh, Orlando Bloom back into the fray. Yay, Legolas. Oh, wrong character. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> will there Turner. People, there are people saying that Henry, which if I remember right in the teaser, is the kid that Salazar asked to show Jack something. Will you give him that message? Please. Will you do it? Please. Uh, they're saying that that's going to be Will's kid. Kind of old. We don't know how many years ago this How many years after this is? They're going to be old. <laughs> Orlando <laughs> does not look young, though, so. This is true. Uh, the Predator. Predator. Keegan-Michael Key is in Final Talks to join the film as a character who, quote-unquote, teams up with Holbrook and Rhodes to fight the creatures. So he's going to die. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see him because he's, uh, I mean, he's always in comedies. He's not really in uh, serious films, so. I don't want to say Predator. It's not really serious. But it's not a comedy. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Agreed. Uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, that that series. Yeah, because that was so successful in theaters. Yeah. Uh, Academy Award nominated director Morton Tildum, uh, who did Intim- uh, Imitation Game and Passengers, will helm the John Krasinski-led series pilot episode. John Krasinski getting some due there, so I mean, that's kind of I nice. mean, honestly, he looks like Jack Ryan to me, like that style of character that yeah. they've done in the past. So, good choice, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like him anyways, but I feel like he's that... 
sarcastic, strong character. I'll watch the movie or yeah. show rather. Yeah, I will too. And honestly, I've liked most of the Jack Ryan movies. They're not all great, but I've liked most of them. Okay. Okay. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. Cool. I thought that is because I was going to say something else and I forgot what it was. Oh, there's another show uh, starts tomorrow on Amazon Prime. It has Brian Cranston and uh, Giovanni Robisi. Oh, yeah, I saw that trailer for it. Sneaky or something like that. Yeah, Uh, it looks pretty interesting to me. Um, Yeah. So um, there's a new uh, the second part of Duncan Jones trilogy uh, mute. Uh, uh, the trilogy kicked off with the moon, by the way. Do you remember what moon was? I don't. Moon had um, Sam Rockwell in it, put an astronaut on the moon. Obviously, he was up there by himself and he found a dead body. That was himself. It's a f- pretty solid film. I believe you. I've, I've never heard of it. Uh, but anyways, I guess this is a uh, mute is going to be the second part of that of the trilogy, okay. uh, which kicked, kicked off with moon. Uh, it will be a noir ish sci fi thriller set in futuristic Berlin. Uh, the story follows a bartender, Alexander Skarsgård, who teams up with a pair of surgeons, Paul Rudd and Justin Thoreau, uh, to track down his missing girlfriend. Uh, pictures, official pictures release of it looked very Blade Runner-y. Cool. Um, I'm down for Blade Runner. I saw the first picture they had of, of uh, Harrison Ford and the new guy. They have a Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I couldn't remember who was who it was. Um, there's a trailer out for it. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I saw the trailer. Yeah, I did. I just saw like uh, I'm not sure I would count it as a trailer yeah, really. I just but... saw I saw a still just of them together like on scene essentially. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. So I'm excited for it. I've never seen Blade Runner. I figured. You figured? Yeah. Why? Because because you know it's Blade Runner. A lot of people haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I I I disagree. I think more people have seen it than have not seen it. Possibly. <laughs> No, I'm sure they have. Why don't you take the next one? Okay. This is your cup of tea. Uncharted. It is my cup of tea. Uh, Joe Carnahan, who worked on A-Team and The Gray, which I've not seen The Gray. Um, I know it's good, but I haven't seen it. Or It's good? I've heard good. I don't know. Um, has revealed that he has, uh, <sighs> he has finished his draft of the script for Uncharted. The movie will be directed by Sean Levy, who did Night at the Museum. This is where I leave you. Um, so, movie. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Yeah, Sean Levy's a weird choice. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, honestly. Joe Carnahan's kind of a weird choice, too, to be honest. Yeah. But I mean, between A-Team and Night at the Museum, like, that's what you need for Uncharted. Like, action and comedy. So, I mean, yeah, but Night at the Museum, is that what you really want, no. though? That's what I'm saying, like. That's the action. Movie. I get that you want that's the action part. <laughs> I get like yeah, you want some comedy and action mixture. Yeah, that's probably not the best choices. Um, I don't know though. Maybe we'll see. I give it a shot. I guess my only thing about it is, is it's again, it's a it's a game adaptation. It's not gonna do well. Probably not. No matter what they do, no matter what they manage to string together, even they string string together a brilliant film, nobody's gonna go see it. So I'll give it a shot. No, you won't. I will. Nope, you won't. Jake, you know me. You, oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, 
You take the next one, it's short. Beauty and the Beast. Tale as old as time. <laughs> Song as old as time. Uh, the new TV spot features Emma Watson singing the song Bell. Yay. Wonderful voice. Yes. I'm not 100% sure it's actually her, though. It sounds like it. I'm pretty sure her. it is. Because I know she was saying how excited she was to sing the songs. But, I mean, sounds good. Yeah. Really good. I'm, um, I'm, finally answers the questions for those people who didn't believe that the they, song should be in it. Yeah. I knew it from the pictures because they have the scene where they're in the bar, in the pub. Yeah, and Gaston. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know. I could not wait for that song. Yeah. Josh Gad. Oh, uh, fuck. Ugh. Ug. I'm so excited. Hashtag love, man. Uh, chips. Did you think we were going to be talking about chips today? Before we wrote the notes? No, I had it in there later. I know. I'm saying, did you think you'd ever talk about No, I never podcast? thought I would. No. I, okay, I've seen the original show. Have you seen the original show? I've seen bits of the original okay. show. Okay. I don't like it. Don't care for it. It's fine. It is for, for what it was and when when it was. It's, I it's still think it's stupid even for what really it was. Don't really like it. But the trailer for the movie. Interesting for sure. It looks interesting. Looks like it'd be kind of funny. It looks like it's trying really hard to be 21 Jump Street. Yeah. But. I like the casting as well. There's a reason 21 Jump Street worked. And yeah, Michael Pena plays Ponch, uh, which Fucking brilliant, because Michael Pena, as we said earlier, brilliant. He's awesome. He's so good. He's so funny. And and I'll be honest, Dax Shepard, he's a real hit and miss guy for me. Um, But he he, he can be pretty funny. I feel like he's better with the less actors that are in the movie. Huh? I feel like he's better when there's less people to play off of. Which is weird for me to say, but I, I don't know. Because I feel like the more people you try and put in there to have him work with. See, I think he's better whenever there's more actors in the movie to um, mute him. Okay. Um, no, I mean, he can be funny. He's fine. But he's never like my go-to guy for like a comedy. The only one of his comedies I enjoy is actually um, Without a Paddle. Yeah, I like that one too. And that's not necessarily because of him. That's Matthew Lillard and uh, Seth Green. Yeah. Being fucking hilarious. Uh, bah, 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 bunch of video games. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Injustice 2. Looks like the game will be released on May 16th of 2017. I'm excited. I'm stoked. It's so good. I'm so ready for it. Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series. I, I got it. Okay. Save your voice. All right. <laughs> so Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series. In the wake of an epic battle, the Guardians discovered an artifact of unspeakable power. They're unspeakable which power. Of, which, of course, they talk about. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Each of the Guardians has a reason to desire this relic, as does a ruthless enemy who is the last of her kind and who will stop at nothing to tear it from their hands. You didn't say it in a sinister enough voice. And who will stop at nothing to tear it from their hands. That's better. Thank you. From Earth to the Milano to nowhere and beyond. And set to the beat of awesome music. This five-part episodic series puts you in the rocket-powered boots of Star-Lord and original Guardian's adventure. Told in a unique and award-winning Telltale style. Where your decisions and actions will drive the path of the story you experience and the points don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I mean, Telltale's been a hit for me. I'm also curious about how they're gonna how they're gonna pull it off with multiple characters. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Too. If it's gonna Which, be, are you gonna be just Star Lord and everybody's gonna be they, with you? I mean, you? they've done that in other Telltale games where you play multiple characters. Oh, really? Yeah, not usually six. So I don't know if they're gonna do all the characters, but six, right? One, two, three, four, five. Groot, Gamora, Rocket, Drax, Star Lord. Oh, for some reason I thought there was another one. Five. Yeah, so five characters. I, I don't know. I haven't. I need to play the Game of Thrones. I haven't played it, so I heard they're not very good. But I'm gonna try it. Um. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Plus, the music will be amazing too, which I'm excited yeah. for. Um. Um. Yeah. So we're nearing the end of the episode. We are. And last week we we made a promise to these people. Sure, we did. All three of our fans. I don't know. Um. I just threw out names. <laughs> you did actually. I really just I couldn't think of anything. Uh. So a- last week we decided that we would uh cast a live action version of Woody and Buzz Lightyear. Um, at the request of my wife, I'll go first. <laughs> you go first, man. Oh God! I've and got... don't forget, you have to tell why you picked him, man. Because why not? <laughs> so jokingly, Joe and I—I I talked to my roommate Joey—talked about casting for this, and Channing Tatum came up for Buzz, which. To be fair, isn't really a bad choice. It's, to me, it's Joe and I explained it as as the choice that Hollywood will do. Like if Hollywood was making it, they would probably do that most likely because he's big. Yeah. So, um, and then. But that's not what we were. That's not what we do, man. I know, but that's that's. I ended up picking him anyway. Not what we do. I know. I did it anyways. Um, I did it anyways. So so yeah, Channing Tatum as Buzz, and then I chose Colin Hanks. <laughs> don't look at me like that Colin Hanks is Woody he looks like Woody I don't know um, I can't think of anyone else that's my answer <laughs> Um. so I made some choices too and I'm actually right now I'm going to flip my choices so, uh so oh and Jennifer Lawrence is Bo Peep yeah <laughs> I, spelled, I spelled that wrong too Um. so for Woody I would go with Jason Bateman. Not Jason Batman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Jason Batman. Right, Jason Bateman. Don't be stupid. I know who Jason Bateman is. Uh, yeah, so Jason Bateman is a Woody. I think he would fit the uh, sarcastic, irritated, uh, sort of jaded veteran toy. A Bluth? A Bluth. <laughs> um, so I think he he would be the smart choice for that. Um, and for Buzz, Justin Timberlake, because I do think he can play dumb and funny. Yeah. So I think he does it all the time. <laughs> he did it on SNL a lot. I I do think uh I think my casting is better than his casting. I agree. <laughs> I think his casting is better than my casting as well. Uh, and so, I blame Michelle for this horrible casting. <laughs> it's not your fault. It is now. She gave us a problem. She prop- can't defend herself. She gave. I won't let her hear this. She won't listen. It'll be the first time she, <laughs> she listens to this. Give episode. A shit. She won't. Um. But uh. So next week uh, we're gonna jump back into the world of comic books, and we're going to cast 
the three characters in Gotham City Sirens that have yet to be cast, which will be Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and Barbara Gordon. Yes. That'll be fun. It will be. That one's going to be a thinker. A little bit. Uh, so, uh, John. Yeah. Can I ask you before we end up the end of the episode? Do you? Do you really? Well, the paper says I do, so. Okay. Well, the paper says you do, then. Yeah, I guess we'll do it. What have I, what have you been watching? Um, <clears throat> I hope I started reading yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> really? Okay. So, really, I haven't been watching a whole lot because I've been reading. Trying to get Injustice read so that I can give it back to Joseph, who's watching me. I don't, he said he was at Walmart or yeah, Walmart today. He was like, he, I talked to him about it. About it. He's like, oh, I'm almost you know, caught up with injustice. He was just like pointing at her eyes. Like, I'm watching you. I was like, okay. Because we were talking about his baby. So. Baby. Baby. Anyways, so yeah. So I was reading that mostly. I did, however, watch, start from the beginning because it's been a long time. And I wanted to rewatch the fight scene in the hallway. You know what I'm talking about. I do. So fuck it. Don't tell them. I won't. Good. Don't. Moana. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> the fight scene in the hallway of Moana. You remember that? Yeah. The rock and just like puts a chair over the person's head. Anyways, um, no, I've been watching Daredevil again. Going to get caught up soon. What episode are you on? Like four or five. How long have you been watching it? Since it came out. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm rewatching it from the beginning because I took a long time to. To, I took a, I stopped after whatever episode I was on. I, I can't decide whether I'm disappointed that you haven't have yet to watch it, or if I'm disappointed myself that I binged and watched it the first week it came out. So let's go with disappointed with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Don't don't do that. You can be mad at me. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Is it fine? It's fine. Fine. It's fine. The lid. The lid. 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 Hey, Jake. Lidl, 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 Lidl. <laughs> Is mayonnaise an instrument? No. <laughs> the answer is no. The cow goes moo. The cat goes quack. Incorrect. The cat goes moo. Incorrect. The cat goes meow. Incorrect. Meowf? Meowf. 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 That's right. Sigh. The duck goes. Sigh, sigh, sigh. Um, Jake, what have you been watching? Uh, I actually started watching Ash vs. Evil Dead. Um, the Stars show? Yeah. How is it? It's pretty good. It's actually really good. It's very funny. Cool. I want to watch it. Um, I'm about two, two, I think two or three episodes in. Uh, really good. Enjoyed it quite a bit. I cool. need to, I want to watch the first season and then jump right into, I think season two just recently wrapped up. So uh, I was also started rewatching WWE Raw. The live show? Yeah. So you've been going back and watching? The- no. Just watching the new ones. Yeah, the new ones. On the televisions. On the televisions. So on the laptop to, computer. On the laptop computer. Not the pornography of women. Not the pon- on the laptop computer. The pornography machine. Um, no, I started watching it from last week. Um, 
It's fine. There's some good stuff happening, but it's just not quite. No, it's not. Know. It's. Yeah. I know Joe. Joe hasn't been watching it. I, there's a few things it. I'm actually surprised about. Um, I'm surprised how much I enjoy Braun. Yeah. He's actually pretty enjoyable, uh, and he's fulfilling his role well. Yes. I'm so worried because, well, I, I read online because originally they were saying they wanted John Cena versus Undertaker. Then they pulled that off the table. Then Vince wanted Braun Strowman versus Undertaker, and that's what made me worried. I was like, oh, so that's going to be Undertaker's last match because he'll die. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty and much. And then I guess they pulled that off the table, and now there's they have no idea what they want to do. Yeah. Of course, as of right now, Undertaker is the uh, apparently the favorite to win the Royal Rumble. Yes. So I've read as well. So that's about all I've really watched. Okay. And some parks and recreation. Sure, of course. I mean, I'm trying to finish that up. Enjoy it. It's fun. It's a good show. It's really funny. I need. I need to. There's, <laughs> there's. Uh, Andy uh, said something on there. It was. It made me laugh so fucking hard. He does that. I was, I was eating and almost spit my food out. <laughs> um, he's. There were. Uh, it was whenever Ron was on trial. Uh, not on trial. It was like a deposition or whatever because he punched that guy in the that jam. Uh, oh. Councilman Jam in the face. Yeah. And. Uh, he talks to uh, Tommy, April, and Tommy and April were saying that they lied and that you know he hates. He says there's two things he hates: uh, liars and uh, skim milk, which is uh, water lying about being milk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as you think, he said, he said even uh, he said Andy told the truth, even if it was embarrassing for him. And then Andy's like, "Yep," he said. Like sometimes whenever I sneeze, I get a boner. I don't know why, and I I could not <laughs> stop fucking laughing. I was, yeah, that dude, uh, fuck Chris Pratt is hilarious, man. Yeah. He, uh, I just, like I just that. love that he he talks about the the plaque from from NBC um, for the the unsuitable work. I forget what it was. The the issue where he he I don't know if you've seen the episode where he shows up naked at the door. I don't think I've seen that one yet. Okay, never mind. I just tell you, I just there's a, there's a scene where he shows up somewhere naked. Uh-huh. Well, to get the proper reaction, he showed up naked, and then he got a a complaint from the new the the the, the show or the the network telling him never to do it again. <laughs> so what did he do with it? He framed it and put it on his wall. <laughs> I still like that, and that's the the writer for the show and the the you know showrunner was like the best line in the entire show. He said was one that was never written. Yeah. Said it was Chris Pratt. Uh, it was a an ad lib from him whenever um, April's sick, not April. Um, Leslie's sick, has the flu. Yeah, and he tries to put her symptoms into the computer. He says it looks like you have internet con- connectivity issues. It's, he said that was ad libbed, and I I laugh so hard every time I fucking watch that episode. But uh, yeah, it's a hell of a show, dude. It's yeah, really it's funny. really good. I say the beginning is a little slow. Yeah, first but, season. Yeah, first season. But a little it, slow. it kicks in pretty quick. You could honestly like I enjoyed the first season. It was fun, but yeah, I mean you could really jump right into second season and not miss anything. Yeah. Um, except for you, you do miss a little bit of the um, uh, you know the Andy April story. I think. Yeah, a little bit, but towards the end in any case though you could jump right into season two and not miss anything um um quick shout out 
Quick shout out to uh, mention of the Golden Globes. La La Land broke records. And they they I forget the number now. They went seven or eight. I they won all of them. I think it was seven. Seven. Yeah, they won all of their awards. They were nominated for. I think, and I think it was most of the ones for that genre. Um, <clears throat> good for them. It's awesome. I'm excited to see it. I really want to go see it. Yeah. I have since I heard about it, but now even more so that it's been praised so much, uh, especially winning winning awards for uh, best actor, best actress, best picture, best original song. Best. I've I've heard that um and on uh, Hollywood Babylon, um, Ralph Garman went to go see it. And I was talking to Kevin Smith about it. He said, um, "He said you'll be a mess by the end of the movie." He said, "There, there's a bit at the end." He said, "You'll cry." Jeez, I can't wait. Like I almost don't want to go see it with you and Joey because I'm afraid I'll fucking cry. I'll cry. I don't give a shit. Well, I know we all almost cried whenever we went to go see uh, Straight Outta Compton. It was sad. I almost cried whenever we went to we go see Arrival. <laughs> I know, right? We knew it was going to happen. And we I almost, still... I almost cried whenever we went to go see Arrival with my mother. Yeah, I just don't need to see that. That's really good, dude. I don't think it's in theaters anymore. That's probably the cheap theater. Probably. I need to go see it. Anyways. <clears throat> yes. So anyways, I just wanted to shout that out because it's cool. That's pro- that's yeah. It broke a record yeah. for a movie that, honestly, I guarantee you most people haven't even heard of. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, <laughs> La La Land got nominated. All right, fine. Mm. Oh, it won a mm. bunch. Sweep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at the end of every episode, uh, we like to give out recommendations for you fine folks listening. Uh, so John, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us what you're doing? <laughs> I'm not doing anything, Jake. It's audio. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, so as long as it's not seen, it's not done. It didn't happen. So, so, ask me the question you were going to ask me, John. Jake, what do you recommend for these fine people? Well, there's something coming back that Come I'm excited about, and I know you're welcome not. back. No, not welcome back, Cotter. That's that's dead. John Travolta is not doing that. No, he like massages. No. <laughs> um, Samurai Jack's coming back. I'm so excited. Uh, so I'm just gonna recommend Samurai Jack. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Okay. It's animated. I've never watched it. Samurai named Jack fight stuff. Thanks. It's, it's fun. It's I, in the Powerpuff Girls universe, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh. I recommend watching it. It's very fun. I mean, I remember watching it when I was a kid growing up and a young adult, I guess. Uh, if you count young adult. Because as a kid. Uh... Young adult. Same thing. I'll hate that. I go to the bookstore. Where's your young adult section? It's like, it's for children. It's, it's... it's for teenagers. Young adult. Teenagers. Why don't you say teenage books? It sounds creepier. Teenage books. Uh... Twilight. Um, Have you seen the um, the trailer for Riverdale? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks so stupid. It does. Like, but it's still part of the. I mean, Berlanti is doing it, so I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid I might have to watch it. Probably, unfortunately. <laughs> it looks stupid. Um, like, That's not Archie. What the fuck what is this nonsense? Um, yeah. So Samurai Jack season five is coming. Watch it. Well, watch the first four first. But but yeah. Hey Jake. Hey what? What do you recommend for these fine people at home? I don't recommend shit. All right. Good night, folks. See you later. <laughs> uh, I actually recommend I got uh, recently from uh, Tim's. He ordered it for me. I got all three books for 18 bucks. Nice. Uh, Empire of the Dead. Uh, I had seen this. They separated it into three acts. Um, 
and I, the only things I could ever find was Act Three, and like I couldn't even find all the issues of it. So I, I was like, yeah, I, I guess I'll get the collective editions of it eventually. Uh, well, while cleaning it up uh, the other day in uh, the store, ran across he had uh, the uh, trade paperback of uh, Act Three. Cool. So I was like, oh, maybe I should get that and then try to hunt down the other ones. I had him look it up, see if we could find Act One and Two. Couldn't find it. So he looked on eBay, found all three of them for $18, $17.99, which is $2 less than one of those books goes for uh, retail. Nice. Um, so he ordered it for me, and I read through the first one. Love it. Basically, it's in the same universe. It's written by George Romero. Yeah. Um, and it's based in the same universe of his Of the Dead series. It looks like it takes place in, you know, right around the same time as Land of the Dead. And uh, there's the added bonus of vampires. Nice. And and this also continues the evolution of the zombie as well. Like zombies are learning. They're still maintaining some of their memories. And they're able to do like one of them uh, is a former SWAT team member that got lost. And then they she followed them back to um, their camp i guess is what it is um and so they decide they have a, a scientist there trying to experiment on them to to prove that they still maintain some of their memories and uh stuff like that and uh they bring her back in they have like the gladiator thing going on with the zombies where they fight each other over food yeah and they put a bunch of helmets and stuff on them they have one small hole in one of the helmets so that way i mean if a zombie can, you know, stab them through the head there, it kills the zombie completely. This uh, zombie grabs a hole of a stake and stabs the other zombie in the head through that little bitty hole. Um, proving that they, you know, are still able to maintain some of their memory and functions. <coughs> um, but uh, there it's one cool thing is that it connects directly to Night of the Living Dead. Uh, with uh, the whole, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Um, the doctor that's experimenting on the zombies, her sister was the one who went to the house, uh, was like the main female lead in that movie, and I Living Death. Okay, cool. Um, it's kind of neat. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. It tells a story about how her, her brother or her husband or whoever it was, I think it was her husband, protected her. We like drug her off, took her to the barn, and then whenever uh, uh, people came there to kill him, kill the zombies, or you know, trigger happy, they took aim at the girl to kill her, and the zombie knocked her down and stood in front of her to protect her. Hmm. I don't think that was in the movie, but it was, um, you know, a little added bit to the story, but it was based right after the events of nice. Night of the Living Dead. So. A uh, really cool book. Uh, definitely, if you get a chance, each book is about you know nineteen ninety nine. Unless you get on uh, eBay, maybe you can find that deal. The same deal I had. Um, but definitely, I recommend picking it up and reading it. It's it's stellar. It's awesome. Cool. I think that's it for the episode. Isn't it? I think that's it. Well, shit balls. Balls of shit. Balls of shit. Here I sit, broken hearted, dried as shit, and only farted. Thank you. For your your bar side humor, <laughs> Jake needs to sleep. Yes. <laughs>
So, if you guys have any recommendations for us, whether you want to hear us talk about certain things, you want us to have, have us cast certain characters or comic books, or have us cast specific actors in certain roles, or and see who we'd cast certain actors as, uh, let us know. You can hit us up at uh, realworldretalkingabout at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at TweetyMcTweet11 or JDSlevin13. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash RealWhatWereTalkingAbout and at Tumblr at Tumblr.com slash WhatWereTalkingAbout. So, until next time, guys, I'm Jake. I'm John. What were we talking about? It was a cold summer night, 2007. I was alive. She was dead. I killed myself. I killed myself.